0: It's time for an, the, another episode of the Acquired Taste. And full disclosure here, today's episode is going to be the last episode of the show known as the Acquired Taste, as some changes are coming in on Monday. So you'll see exactly what we got in store for you guys. But without further ado, today's guest host is the one and only Jeff Garcia, the host of the Locked on Spurs podcast and also mm-hmm. Spurs writer
1: for Ken's Five San Antonio. Jeff, thank you for joining us. Not a problem. Filling in right here for, uh, I believe it was Rudy Kapos, correct? So he had to yeah. take care of some stuff. So I'm filling in today. And also, just full disclosure, I'm here just for a little while. Um, I'll be here for about 40 minutes. Joe will take you the rest of the way. But I thank you uh, for tuning into to this episode. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone and subscribe to Lockdown Spurs because Rudy is on today's episode. Joe, oh, nice. we talked about NBA 2K ratings. I want to get your opinion on some of the stuff that we had an issue with. Uh, as far as the developers and giving, for example, Jeremy Sohan, a 61 overall defensive rating that, that, that's not good. That, 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 that is not good, but we got a lot of store for you. We got a lot of Spurs talk, the schedule's out. Um, apparently you can go Pokemon hunting in Texas. Apparently we'll talk about that in a, in a while. Yeah. And so much more,
0: but how you doing, Joe? you been all right. Doing good. And Harry, uh, Austin here is saying afternoon and all afternoon, Harry. Thanks for What's tuning on, in. I greatly appreciate it, man.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm trying Joe to, you know, get everything ready, you know, cause eventually I'm gonna be going back home and I had to call you last night because I did, had no idea what fiber <laughs> meant. I didn't know what, yeah. you know, what I, I, thought, I thought all where internet was just all internet, but apparently Joe had to educate me. And apparently it's a good thing that I'm going to get fiber, right, Joe?
0: Yeah, apparently, you know, fiber is the top tier, you know, just like yeah. that expensive steak that you bought. I yeah, set man.
1: myself up for that. Yeah, I man, knew it. I saw tier. it coming a while, a mile away, Joe.
0: So just, just because of that, man. Yeah,
1: ah, here we go.
0: Have the money coming down, you know. Right here we,
1: there there we go. Here we go. You know?
0: Yeah, dude. do that
1: again. Do that again. The money. Yeah. Do the money thing. Oh, it's not on me. Sorry, no, it's, it's not, on, not you. on you. Oh, you're you're taking my money then, Joe.
0: No, and then of course we have to play the song for you.
1: No, let's not do that. Bad idea. We go money talk. Bad idea.
0: <laughs> we got to have idea. fun with it. It's a Friday, man.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And um again, everybody subscribe to Locked On Spurs. Rudy Campos is on today. He is also a host on this show, which will be transitioned to something new this upcoming uh, Monday. But speaking of new Joe, the new Spurs schedule is out. There are so many games that you want to circle. There are so many head-scratching games. Like, what? We'll talk about that in a bit. But Joe, I want to start off with Rivalry Week. Uh, the NBA released uh, the week-long of NBA rivals, you know, like Lakers, Boston, uh, you know, making the Clippers, Lakers, what have you. But uh, yeah. apparently... Are they trying to force feed this new rivalry, Joe? Thunder Spurs? Huh? I thought the rivalry was either with Dallas or with Houston. I mean, especially, you know, this is how you know the schedule makers are not paying attention to the fan bases. Because if you have not been paying attention to social media, Spurs fans and Rockets fans have been beefing since the draft. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's just out of control and words are being exchanged and... Twitter or X has been banning people or putting them in timeout. Joe, I, as much as I know what they're trying to do, Wimby versus Chet, I think they dropped the ball on this one. That should have been Rockets Spurs,
0: and no doubt should have been Rockets yeah. Spurs. And you know what? The Rockets fans and the Spurs fans, there's no love lost there, man. We call each no, other and it, out, and
1: it got worse, and it got worse this offseason because of the draft.
0: Oh yeah, and they just, they they got mad because they didn't get the number one pick overall which they were tanking hard and they were hoping they were going to get Wemby and they yeah. didn't. So then they turned on Wemby because they were mad, like a jealous girlfriend, you know? Yeah. So now they started throwing mud at the city, you know, and saying bad things about our city and vice yeah. versa. So it got really nasty on Spurs Twitter, man.
1: And it's still nasty. It hasn't stopped yet. Yeah. I, I think, I think that was a little bit misstep on the NBA, uh, scheduling planning there. I think it should have been Spurs rockets. You have, uh, the rockets, I think what well, they have the uh, third pick in the draft. So, yeah, um, You know, you got that. You got that. It's just two Texas teams. You have uh, the fan base. Let me tell you a story. Back in the Spurs days in the Alamo Dome, I remember going to a game and seeing a brawl break out on the upper deck between Spurs fans and Rocket fans. It's that right. heated NBA schedule makers. You messed up. You dropped the ball. Hopefully they can fix that. But, hey, you know, if they're trying to force feed a Chet versus Wemby uh battle rivalry. I'm down with that because those two guys seem to be the two players that many peg for either winning the rookie of the year award. Joe, your thoughts?
0: I don't know, man. I was actually reading, I'm sorry, man. I was reading this uh a comment here from Tim Gonzalez because he was saying, Hey, money bags, yesterday you were asking about what would happen if the Alamo Bowl uh next year maybe they will be used, use the Alamo Alamo Bowl as a college football playoff you know i mean
1: mean, they've i think they've done it before haven't they i don't know if they've done that before i know i don't think he's ever been to san antonio yeah so
0: i think it's because they have like that uh high school game that comes in yes pigskin classic and they yeah that your high school and sometimes they'll have some collegiate uh teams come through there maybe through you know some type of uh what do you call that like uh uh, uh an exhibition games things yeah. of that nature but i don't know if they're Absolutely. gonna actually have a playoff that would be interesting if they did something that, like
1: that That i mean i know the college football system has a playoff for you know down the road yeah. you know like what are like four or six teams something like that uh four yeah. teams and then they move on but yeah i mean it'd be great if they can move one of those games to san antonio but uh i, yeah. I don't know i mean well i'm sorry, we'll have to sorry. let's
0: circle back to the question you were asking me to ask yeah. me again
1: I mean, Wimby versus uh, uh, Chet. Uh, uh, Chet Holgram. I mean, that's what is likely going to come down. I mean, I know Scoot Henderson is likely going to have a say in this, but many pick Wimby versus Scoot. They face each other before international play. I think Wimby got the best of him. But Chet looked good in summer league. Wimby looked good in summer league. It's a collision right now. I am looking forward to that clash. Two lanky, tall guys going at it. Uh, so apparently that is the according to the NBA Joe that is the Spurs rival, but I think they might. But but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing a homegrown versus Wimby rivalry develop, kind of like you know Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, like to that level.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that myself. But you know a lot of uh, analysts uh, for the four letter networks and the big networks that are right. out there on, on the national scene, they're all picking Chet to to kind of win the Rookie of the Year over one wow. Victor Yama. And I think that's going to be a heated rivalry uh, Mm -hmm. as far as matchups go, you know, probably in the near future. uh, Both are are admirably, um, I guess, matched against one another because they have that link. And each one of them has a different set of skills, you know? So I think Mm -hmm. it would be fun to watch from a fan perspective. Now, the Scoot-Henderson matchup, now that's one that I think Scoot will really get up for. He, of course, is going to want to try to dunk the ball on Wemby, posterize, Mm -hmm. posterize him, so... He's got to watch out for that. But again, that's going to be another good matchup that, that fans are going to get up for and they're going to enjoy watching, no doubt. And there's going to be a lot of hype around the media uh, around Mm -hmm. those matchups. So, you know, there's a lot of stories to be spun and money to be made off those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 19 national games for your San Antonio Spurs. You heard me correctly. 19 19. times. The Spurs is going to be on the national TV. That's now that's between NBA TV, ESPN, TNT and the like. Uh, So, uh, Yeah, your Spurs, (laughs) Wimby, are going to get a lot of attention this upcoming season. They went from one last year, Joe, which was the Alamo Dome game, to 19. That just tells you how much everybody's anticipating Wimby to play. Hopefully he'll deliver. But with the attention, Joe, with a player like Wimby, with an exciting season ahead, means tickets, which means oh. the Spurs are going to try to up the cost. And apparently, Joe, tickets are going for crazy amount of money. I can forgive lower bowl $100, $200 a seat. But, Joe, you told me before we hit record that upper deck nosebleed seats are going for over $200. Yeah. That is just insane
0: yeah I took a look at Ticketmaster you know when the Spurs schedule was released and of course that opening night game right against the the Dallas Mavericks yeah I was just taking a look because I already got season tickets I'm good I got tickets for that game and you call me money
1: bags bags. look at you Mr. I got season tickets
0: came with my my package right my season ticket package so I look in the upper deck you know normally the seats can be had well last season for about 15 bucks 20 bucks no but I do this season for that opening night game, two twenty-five for nosebleeds. seats. I'm like, bro, that's insane, man. That's that's, that's too rich for most people's blood, you know. Not and for it,
1: you, Mr. I have uh season tickets. Well,
0: I do have season tickets, man. I I
1: and a brand a, new really and a mine. brand new car. Can we forget about no forget you know, about I that? Can forget my car,
0: but I don't nobody's got more money than you, Jeff.
1: Ah, here we go. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I read your comment on the thing there, Mario Kavasis. Trey Jones will lock down Scoot. Uh, to be determined. We'll see. One of the things that Scoot uh, has is that he is a big, big dude. He's a big kid at 19 years old. Uh, just physically, he's a specimen. Trey Jones. I think you will have to use his IQ to outwork him, outsmart him on the court, which he definitely can. Uh, two different players, too. You know, Scoot is definitely your prototypical reincarnation of uh, Westbrook on that court. You know, explosive, dynamic, uh, shoots a lot better than than Russ, but that's the version of it. Trey Jones, he's a little undersized. We'll definitely uh, see. You know, you're looking at, um, you know, the, the ticket sales. I mean, again, the Wemby effect, Joe. I mean, for 200 dollar tickets for the upper deck. Uh, Are you anticipating maybe even the concession stands to go up in price, too?
0: Oh, yeah. One of my buddies here, Daniel, he's watching right now. He's from the Legacy of Nerd podcast. Make sure you go check him out on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. And he's part of my uh, Countdown City Geek Cast brothers as well. He's saying one of those days, we'll end up being uh, paying – they're going to be paying $15 for a hot dog.
1: (laughs) You know what? Let me tell you, you want to ever have, have sticker shock? Go to a New York Yankees game. Yeah, Yo, uh, You have no idea how cheap San Antonio is when it comes to uh, concession food. How much are I, they, they selling
0: a stale hot dog and a, and a stale man, beer? Man, plant? a hot
1: dog, a hot dog. I remember I got myself a sandwich one time at Yankee Stadium. I think that, that thing was $25, and it was Just your basic sandwich. ham and cheese toasted. mm uh, it is just crazy. But, yeah, I mean, this is just what, what it takes. You, The fans wanted a premier, legit cornerstone piece of a franchise. He's here, Wimby, and the Wimby effect, as good as it is, you know, from attention to the Spurs being competitive to having a marquee player, hopefully, and whatnot comes the other side of it, and that is higher ticket costs. Joe, do you think Spurs fans are going to – Maybe back off and buying tickets, knowing that these are the prices. And, you know, cost of living nowadays is just sky high.
0: I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Spurs fans, a lot of them are going to be uh, priced out. You know, the diehard fans. And you're talking about fans that sometimes, you know, they don't have a lot of means, you know, to, yeah. to go and Because they have large families to take care of and a lot of yeah. kids and stuff. So when they go out as a family to a Spurs game, they're going to go on a night when the ticket prices are more affordable and they're going to have fun doing that. It's like maybe a once- or twice-a-year event for them. It's a big deal. Now with the ticket prices, the way that they're set, what's going to happen is that the Spurs are ultimately saying what type of of fan they want there. Mm -hmm. They want somebody that's going to be there that has money to spend and money to spend on these outrageous ticket prices. So by pricing these fans out, they're going to have to go somewhere to watch the game. And guess what? Sports bars around town are going to be jam-packed, and they're going to be making money. So
1: they're going to be like, you know what?
0: Save that money. Come yeah. over here and spend it well, on us. Yeah, exactly.
1: Why go spend money on parking and, and, yep. and dealing with crowds and the higher cost of food and drinks? And especially if you take your kids or your family. Uh, I can forget maybe a date. Okay, fine. You take a take your girl or guy on a date. Cool. But, I mean, just your family alone, I mean, it's going to be a lot of money. Uh, you're, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, again, this is the, the effect of getting yourself a top-notch player. And there's good, and then there's the bad. And we're looking at the bad right now. Look, the Spurs are a business. They're in the business of making money. It's all in the name. Read it out loud. NBA, National Basketball Association. They provide entertainment. Look at Tim
0: Gonzalez, just because you said money. Joe Garcia doesn't have a private jet or a $100 stake on a silver platter like money. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I I like what the legacy said. I'll probably end up at a Mexican restaurant on $2 yep. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. I would not blame you if you go that route I, I, at all. Uh, we're talking yeah, we're talking about the uh, Spurs uh, schedule that was released yesterday. Going over that, the ticket cost, and so much more right here on the Acquired Taste. And again, for those of y'all just joining, uh, I'll be exiting uh, soon. Joe will carry you for about the last 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I got work to do, so I got to go. let's go
0: ahead and do an ad read real quick
1: jeff yes go ahead
0: locked on spurs is your daily spurs podcast hosted by jeff garcia the lead spurs writer for kens 5 san antonio jeff has a healthy plethora of guests all the time on the locked on spurs podcast you can also follow jeff on threads at jeff g kens 5 sa you can also follow jeff on twitter at jeff g spurs zone So make sure you go ahead and give Jeff a follow, not only on threads and Twitter, but also on YouTube at YouTube.com forward slash at Locked on Spurs. This is where you're going to be able to find the replay of the Locked on Spurs podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe and share. Yeah, sorry about that, Jeff. For some reason, the text isn't working. (laughs)
1: That's all right, no problem. DVD no text, problem.
0: Any text to go ahead and hit subscribe to Locked On Spurs, and it doesn't don't want don't speak.
1: worry about it. Uh, real quick, Mario Koval yes, I do have a media pass. Uh, so uh, I say, but doesn't mean I go. I don't get food. For, I get a little bit of food for free, but no, I don't. It's it's bare minimum. It's bare minimum. Uh, but the other games that I thought were interesting are just highlights of the schedule. Joe is uh, they start off against the Dallas Mavericks at the Frost Center. So, what a way to break into the new, well, the newly named gym. You're going against uh, Luka Doncic, an interstate rival, the Dallas Mavericks in the Southwest Division. Uh, they are the tops among, I mean, I think it's the Southwest Division, one of the weakest divisions. We shall see how that pans out. But yeah, I think that's a good way to open up the newly named arena. Wemby versus Luka Doncic. Again, that right there, Joe, just tells you the power of international players. Yeah. Uh, you got that's... two, uh, one premier player and one to be determined, but very possible international player that's really going to come on. Uh, you the know, one,
0: team. one of the games or the matchups that I'm looking forward to is also going to be the Spurs against the Sacramento Kings. That's always a good, fun matchup to watch. Yeah, because Both teams have a plethora of young talent, you know? Yeah. So I want to see how Wemby is going to be able to help the Spurs this upcoming season because Sacramento had the Spurs number last season. Oh, They yeah, were yeah. just like some, some games were, were pretty bad, Jeff. It was a, it was winning. Absolutely. they were winning by a landslide,
1: you know? Absolutely. Um, Another thing I want to highlight are the Austin games though. So once again, oh, yeah. Austin is getting two games, everybody. And they got themselves a couple of good ones they got the Denver Nuggets and they got the Brooklyn Nets. So if you want to see the Brooklyn Nets, your only shot to see them is now going to be in Austin, not in San Antonio. Joe, there uh, you know, sir a lot of some uh well a good chunk of Spurs fans that were reacting to that. They were saying that it's not good. They, they didn't like that Austin got two at least decent and, and of course the defending champs. They felt that Austin should get the scrub teams, like the lower like the lower the lesser known teams, you know, those that are not going to be fighting for playoffs. Joe, I agree with them. I think they do. But at the same time, as we started, this is a business. And the Spurs are about making money. And they got to make money in Austin. So the defending champs are going to Austin. How do you feel about that, Joe, knowing that Austin's getting at least two premier games? I, It is what
0: it is at this point. You know, it's something that Spurs fans are going to have to get accustomed to. Spurs fans didn't have an issue with the Spurs going over there to Mexico and having yeah. games over there. So you got to ask yourself, why is there an issue with them having games in Austin? And I think the reason behind all that is that Spurs fans are always afraid that the team will wind up, you know, moving over there at some junction. I think that's why they have an issue with the team going and having these games over in Austin. But the games are going to be on March the 15th and 17th. 15th is on a Friday against Denver on the 17th. On the Sunday, that's against the Brooklyn Nets. But either way, these two games – with the media that's going to be out there, these are going to be games mm. that the media is going to want to cover, especially with the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets. That's going to get yeah. a lot of attention. Brooklyn, yeah. well, they have they have a big media outlet over there in the New York area. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So the media is going to want to go ahead and cover that, especially in Austin. Austin has a bigger media presence than I think San Antonio does because of the attention that it garners, you know, from a lot of these major uh, companies that are headquartered there. So, again, th- this is a strategic move by the San Antonio Spurs to go ahead and tailor to a different market and get their name out there. It's kind of smart, but also it-, it jades the fans here in, in San Antonio because they want to see these games as well, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and, and look, um, it is what it is. You know, the Spurs have been very transparent. We're going to go to Austin. They went last year. They're going to expand their footprint in the southwest uh, or the south area of Texas. They're doing it. You're doing it again with Austin. They're, uh, they're not going to Mexico City this year, but again, their aim is to, you know, build that larger footprint throughout South Texas. Uh, yeah. I remember speaking to a Spurs staffer last season about this. They were telling me that, I mean, it's not just Austin or, or Mexico City. You know, they're targeting Laredo. You already saw that last year when the G League, Austin Spurs, went there. They're targeting te- uh, cities like Bernie and Gonzalez. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Joe, if they want them to stay, that's what everybody says, and they got to expand that footprint. But I know Spurs fans don't like sharing the San Antonio Spurs, Joe.
0: Well, they don't like sharing the team. Y'all, when they go ahead and put the vote out, if the Spurs can go ahead and get some city funding from the citizens of San Antonio, you mm-hmm. better vote to go ahead and get that funding in place because a new arena needs to be had. If you've gone to the that, AT&T Center, man, it's, yeah. ugh, dude, it's more like a shack. You know like a barn compared to and, and you know American.
1: what I'm really I'm really interested in how Spurs fans or this is city reacts to that when if the if the Spurs do and the city do come to the taxpayers again and say we need you to tax y'all more for an arena that is gonna be interesting but that's still a few years away you know, uh, other uh, notable games on the Slate Joe a nine game rodeo road trip uh, so there's that they'll do their traditional thing i think that'll be good for these kids of course you have the in-season tournament games there's four of them this year that's already built in into the schedule hopefully the spurs will be playing in las vegas because that's where the in-season tournament uh finals will be held. Ha- had if not yeah, we'll be right along yeah uh, again they're only playing for cash that's it so it's not like a big i mean sure you want money but as far as something meteor like a playoff spot or a play in spot they're not playing for that it's just giving these players more money that's the incentive look at our uh, anything else sent yeah. anything else stand out for you for the from the schedule
0: yeah I'll, I'll announce that right now but Zach he's saying so I was a little low guessing six national TV games good you know and then Tim Gonzalez yeah. here says I'm surprised the Spurs aren't playing games on ABC this season well I mean it's well, still ESPN.
1: they're kind of kind of is ESPN ESPN and ABC they're uh they belong, I guess, to ABC, and their partners. So, yes. it, well, it, games that interesting. Right.
0: The one that's going to be coming up near the end of the season on, you know, uh, April the 12th against the Denver Nuggets. That's on a Friday, you know. So they are going to f- see the defending world yeah. champions at some juncture here in the season other than just in Austin, you know. Then you have, of course, Golden State, you know. Of course, yeah. there's always the fans for Golden State. They travel well here. And San Antonio, the arena will be filled with Golden State Warrior fans. Same thing with the Lakers. That's an always uh, always matchup. You know, so you'll see Laker fans come into the arena as well in full force. It's going to be purple and gold, like (laughs) always, you know. And the same fans are going to put on their Spurs gear. There's the game after that, you know. So I'm I'm interested in watching that. Of course, Sacramento. I'm always interested in seeing the Sacramento. And, of course, the OKC matchups as well with Chet versus Wemby. Um, yeah. But another one team that's really going to be a team to watch for me and see how well the Spurs are, let's say, matched against them. Uh, interestingly enough to me, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, New Orleans has been one of these teams that the Spurs just can't seem to get past, especially when they were flirting with the the tourney. You know, mm-hmm. they had the, the play-in, and they weren't able to get past the New Orleans Pelicans. So, right. again, let's gauge the team against another young team that has a little bit more seasoning on them. And see how well they match up. Because I believe the Pelicans are in the Spurs division as well. So, again, that's another w- reason why I'm going to keep my eye on that, that matchup. And then, of course, you want to see Wemby versus Benchero, you know. So you're going to want to see the magic as well. So I- I'm going to be looking forward to some of these matchups. Especially how they're going to spin it with Wemby and some of the upper uh, yeah. talent that's out there. Especially the younger talent. Not so much the veterans. We already know he'll probably wind up getting murdered. Cause there's no way he's going to have been to be able to compete with all the experience, you know, so look for, for a veteran posterizing Wemby and that'll be spun on ESPN on all over the place on the highlight reel, but yeah. it's going to yeah. happen.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to happen. Uh, But I, I mean, I'm excited for the new season. I know all, all the other fans are uh, across the globe, but globe. Yes. And not, I mean, 19 national games, that includes NBA TV. Uh, so, there's no excuse for you to check out a Spurs game. And speaking of the Spurs, Joe, on the recent episode of Locked on Spurs, uh, myself and Rudy Campos, a friend of this show, uh, we broke down some of the Spurs uh, NBA 2K24 player ratings, Joe. No surprise, Wemby is the highest rated Spur 84. at an 84. Uh, we had a little bit of a debate about this. Uh, Rudy felt that was too high for a rookie. I thought it was kind of about right. Uh, we both agreed it's just purely based on hype. What do you think? 84 overall rating. Too high for him?
0: Well, as far as rookies go, it's a high, it's a high rating. You know, yeah. I think NBA 2K was being very generous with Wemby because of all the hype that he's garnering. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's right where it needed to be. I would have liked it to be a little bit higher just to get even more hype around Wemby, but that's just me personally. I think Wemby was okay with it. He was like, yeah, okay, 84, I can live with it, but yeah, he seemed like he was a little disappointed. I think he wanted it to be in, like, 87 or maybe 80, probably. An 90, probably. Yeah.
1: Way in the 90, yeah.
0: But 84, he was like, eh, it's all right, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, it, look you you got to keep in mind, these numbers go up and down throughout the entire year. Um, you have uh, injuries to deal with. You have uh, hot streaks going, and so the game is really good about adjusting in season. But some other notable things too the second highest uh spur was Kelton Johnson with an 83. Interesting enough, uh, Zach Collins made the top five uh highest rated uh spurs on NBA 2K24. So basically, your highest your top five were uh Wemby, Devin, Kelton, Zach Collins, and Trey Jones. We had an issue with that on lockdown spurs, we felt you should, they could have, they should have flipped Zach Collins for Jeremy Sohan, who fell out of the top five into the bottom uh, 10, six through 10, uh, number six, actually, and 61 overall defensive rating. I, I, we thought that was just bad, Joe.
0: Well, have you seen Zach play? <laughs> i'm just saying he's a a
1: good guy i mean he's a good player i mean he's a good player nothing look man i'm not
0: not discounting the guy as a a decent player he's a good player you know and he brings the toughness which i like he's not gonna back down from a fight you know he's not gonna let somebody punk him you know so i respect that but when it comes to playing defense i mean he's 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 an okay player in my book but it seems like when he's going up somebody who's a little bit smaller than him a little bit more athletically gifted uh, they go ahead and they show what, you know, I guess some of the cracks in his armor there, you know, where he's not very good with his lateral movement. He's kind of slow yeah, and cumbersome yeah. in that regards. If they go ahead and low him out, you know, at the top of the key, they can just go ahead and just give him a little quick step and that's it. They're they're going to they're get past him. And he tries to make up with it with his length, but he's just not fast enough, you know. So, I mean, it is it what it is on that end. But as far as a big man that we have on the team that can be great either in the first unit or second unit. Zach's your guy, and he's a great player in that regard. But, but but yeah. okay,
1: fine, but top five rated?
0: Yeah, Overall top five rated?
1: Rating. No, I'm I just don't saying, know. you know,
0: it's it, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: You you, you could have, like I said, you, I think what they should have done is flipped in Sohan uh top five. Put him number five, yeah. whatever.
0: Put Sohan's Zach at, better. At, at six. Yeah.
1: And I think what's going on is the fact that they're not counting that be Sohan. They're not looking at his – what would hurt him was his offensive rating. That's what really hurt him. But we felt that his defensive rating, down zach Collins. other interesting notes about the about the game and the player ratings too um this is where you go like tell me you know the spurs without telling me you know about the spurs i believe they gave trey jones an 80 overall rating in three-point oh. shooting three-point shooting
0: no no mom is that's what i would have told them.
1: <laughs> what do y'all watch you do they're not watching the spurs you can clearly tell they are, are just not watching
0: that's <laughs> they're going to I don't know what they're him.
1: looking at. I mean, the developers were definitely not paying attention to the Spurs last season. They were, they were um, high that
0: day, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They must have been in one of those places. But yeah. um, so overall, I think the the, the you know, you know, the other nitpicky thing was Devin Vassell, third highest rated. I believe he was about an 81. Uh I we felt that maybe he should have been tied with Wimby at 84.
0: I, I think, think that so. would be
1: appropriate. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I think
0: so too, because arguably. When you look at Devin Vassell, and of course you have to gauge what happened with him last year because of injury, right? So I think that that number factored into the overall rating that they gave him. But just what he was able to do when he was healthy and when he was on the court, I think that garnered him to at least get an 84 and 85. yeah, Nonetheless, because he is arguably the best player that the San Antonio Spurs have as far as the best well-rounded basketball player that they have on the team. Being able to go ahead and play defense, being able to shoot the ball, you know, and create his own shot. I mean, he's he's a very athletically gifted player. I think that, you know, maybe one of the most athletically gifted players that the Spurs have currently. So it was a little low in my book. I think I would have seen it a little higher.
1: Yeah, I would have seen it a little higher. But again, if you want to listen to what Rudy and I had to say about the NBA 2K ratings for yours and interview Spurs, check out today's episode of Locked On Spurs on YouTube. Just search on YouTube Locked On Spurs right there. Uh, by the way, Joe, uh, Rudy did not wear his favorite, his famous cap. A lot of Spurs fans uh, oh, tune in because he well. has this, this all-white cap and it has the this, this city skyline in the Fiesta colors. He didn't wear it today. He disappointed the fans. So yeah. I reminded him, I said, you got to wear it all the time, man. You got to wear it all the time.
0: Well, this one's my favorite because it has a little gold in it, you know? 35th anniversary cap that I got here, fitted yeah. cap. It's nice, yeah. man. I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Overall, yes. Uh, David Atwater. Yeah. uh Spurs uh, versus Hawks on TNT MLK Day. Yeah. Wimby effect. They're getting him in front of the camera as best they can and more. Um, Joe, do we have another advertiser?
0: Yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, have another read right here. MCS general contracting more than 30 years of combined experience and concrete placement. They are the best in the business. Honest pricing, high quality work. They get going on house foundations, driveways, concrete patio decks. If you want to extend the deck, extend the driveway. If you're a business and you need to put together a slab, a parking lot, or other concrete placement services or sidewalks, reach out to MCS General Contracting at 210-774-9155. They're confident in their skills, so give Chris Leha over at MCS General Contracting a call at 210-774-9155. And thank you for being a sponsor of this show.
1: All right. There you have it. MCS. So let's go ahead
0: and transition real quick, Jeff, before you head Sir. on out of here. Let's talk about the UFC fight that's going to be coming up. Oh,
1: yes. I got a good one this weekend.
0: Yeah, but we tomorrow, do. We have, yeah. yeah, it's going to happen tomorrow. And, you know, the thing is, is that the fight had some cancellations. You know, you had Jeff Neal and versus Ian Gary, yeah. and that's actually going to be Still going on, but it's going to have a different fighter because yeah, uh, Neil couldn't fighting, make yeah. it. So now they have Neil Magny versus Ian Gary. And then the other one was Cody uh, Garbrandt against Mario Batista. Uh, Garbrandt couldn't go ahead and make that fight. He had to bow out. So now Mario's opponent is going to be Damon Blackshear. So the main event main is Steerling against yes. Sean O'Malley. I mean, that's
1: going sugar, to be a good one. Sugar yeah. Show. He's been in and out, though. He, he gets injury-prone. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's back. Uh, I think it's going to be a good brawl in Boston. Uh, I, I mean, Sugar Show, he... I know he has punching power, but uh, athletically, would you consider him an athletic fighter? Because I think um, his opponent is a better athletic fighter.
0: I think what happens with, 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 with Sugar Sean O'Malley... He brings in that that showmanship, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean he, you know? that's
1: what he's all about. Yeah. I mean, that's his that's, shtick.
0: Yeah. But but when he gets the, the, in
1: yeah, in the octagon, though.
0: Yeah, but when he gets in the ring, he's a mixed bag. You know, sometimes you're either gonna get the best of him or sometimes he's just gonna shit the bed, so to speak. Yeah, you know, and yeah. one of the things that I've found that he's prone to, if you look back at his fights, he's gotta watch it with those leg kicks. Once you take those legs away from him, he's mm-hmm. not a very good grappler. You know, he's shown that he's a striker. Uh, yeah, he likes a striker, to Yep. Yeah. He likes to get his opponents in the middle of the ring. He wants to go ahead and duke it out with them. Not so much a grappler. I think if uh, Sterling can go ahead and get him to the ground, you know, and go yeah, ahead and start working it, those legs, forget about it, man. That. I don't think it's going to go the full five. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great fight this weekend in Boston. I'm looking forward to it, Joe. You're going to be going to a bar to go check it out. You're going to watch it in at the man cave.
0: They're gonna watch you here in the man cave, man. I'm gonna go ahead and sit back here because they also do have the Dallas Cowboys that are gonna be playing as well. And that's gonna be a late game. Wow. So that's you right, have man. the NFL preseason that's gonna be coming up on the on the weekend, and the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys versus the Sea Chickens, the Seahawks. That's you gonna go happen to at, chickens, yeah, that's go gonna to happen at 9 p.m. Yeah, that's gonna happen at 9 p.m. Yeah. Then of yeah. course uh, you have Raiders and Rams. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a great sports weekend. It really is. From the fight to uh, preseason games, Dallas Cowboys playing i think everybody's gonna be tuning in joe you're probably gonna get drunk right
0: uh, i don't know man it depends i have well, a, you're the one i was saying
1: you got all that that liquor behind the I scenes have, there
0: you should see the fridge right now it's fully stocked i've with seen your fridge before. I, I know what
1: i've seen it. it's that little white fridge you got
0: no no it's a black fridge but yeah it's fully stocked with uh liquor and beer right now so we're ready for the weekend but the one thing that i was going to tell you too i wish you were here in town Because the San Antonio FC is going to have Spurs night, so you can go ahead and get the collection of all the bobbleheads with the little river barges. And, you
1: know, know, why does everybody break their back to get them when there's always a surplus every year? Remember when they were giving away DeJounte Murray bobbleheads in the parking lot? They were giving away DeJounte bobbleheads in the parking lot. In the parking lot. And there's always a surplus. In Austin, if you go to Austin Spurs games, they have them. If you go, uh you know to uh, SAFC, they're gonna have them. I don't get why everybody just breaks their back when they come out, because eventually they're gonna be there somehow, somewhere. Yeah,
0: you'll probably find them in the goodwill. But the other thing that's gonna be happening this week is yeah, well, the goodwill. But yeah, you can see them at goodwill. I've seen a whole bunch of them, uh, Dejounte Murray bobbleheads there. Um, oh, they're been like
1: the the ones like a or or. Uh, oh no, just Dejounte. Oh, okay. They
0: had a plethora of them oh, okay. at the goodwill. The Spurs didn't even want them anymore. So the other thing that's going to be happening this weekend is the San Antonio Missions. They have a game, too, on, I think, either tonight or tomorrow. And yeah, it's going yeah. to be Star Wars night. So if you pay like, $20, you got a good seat in the shade. And you get a freaking lightsaber. And a lightsaber, bro. You literally get a lightsaber. <laughs> like, oh. How am I not going?
1: I need to be there.
0: Yep, exactly, man. I was like, that's oh, like, that. Cool let, let, me,
1: let, me, let me ask you, Joe. What, if you could have a real-life lightsaber, what color blade would you want it to be?
0: Oh man, I gotta go with red, dude. Sit. Really?
1: I always, I'm always partial to the green saber. I love that green look. Looks yeah. clean. Gotta have. I the like the
0: green one, one man, but uh, yeah, I, I like the red one more, dude. Like Vader, you know.
1: Red is good. Yeah, well, they're introducing the orange one now. Did you see it for uh, for uh, Ahsoka the series? I yeah, saw it, man. Do you know where that orange.
0: one kind of originates from a little bit? What's that from your favorite series that they showed it on it was like a yellow saber it was an orange it was more like that yellow saber with ray from star wars the you know the new trilogy
1: oh yeah it was yeah you can tell i didn't know because i didn't watch that
0: piece exactly. of you know what garbage garbage time oh there God. yeah that's but, just
1: garbage time but yeah. uh yeah again you know a great sports weekend you got football you got basket I mean basketball well technically you got basketball team usa is playing yeah, um, if that. you want to check them out in the in the World Cup there, People World Cup, and of course you got the Cowboys. Though, you, you, you know, Joe, I know I got to leave soon, but I cannot leave without doing some nerd talk. We kind of started a little bit with the with the lightsaber and Star Wars talk, but yeah. I'm going to go see Blue Beetle. Are you? I'm going to go see it now. Is it just me or is the hype pretty strong? Because you know me, I'm a Russian judge, man. I am critical. And from Rotten Tomatoes to independent reviewers to your guys, uh, the Utah, the, 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 the Countdown, Countdown City, City Geeks. Geeks. yeah, Everybody's saying it's good, Joe. Are you buying the hype, even though it's a DC film?
0: I'm buying the hype at this point. I think what, what sets it apart, though, is that this, this film is more about family. And more importantly, it's about a Latino family. And I think a lot of people can relate to this because family, especially Latino families, they Can be quite embarrassing, Jeff. You know this for a fact, you know. <laughs> when everybody comes to drop you off at, at, at college or, or at high school on your first day, I yeah. mean this and that. And like I think that is real life, and I think a lot of people gravitate towards that. And yeah. it's gonna be I think that's what what's really selling this this film mm-hmm. to the masses is that it's about Jaime Reyes, another Latino. Uh, you know, high schooler. or, or well, you even know, the hype for him, no.
1: apparently he, they say that he, you know, he killed it as far as Blue Beetle.
0: Yeah, you know, and they used a real suit. A lot of that that you see, 90, 95% or 90 plus percent of mm-hmm. the film is not use CGI when he's in that suit. It's a real suit. So uh, that's interesting too. We, we saw the suit. I have pictures of it when it was at the Casablanca Theater. I took the pictures when I was there yeah. last time. But yeah, I think it's it's worth the hype. I think this is the Latino version of the Black Panther.
1: I'm hopeful. I'm gonna get the last last showing because, um, you know, I don't like when at peak at a peak evening, like your six seven o'clock showing is when it's I mean, bad. I know I what go you for mean, the. Jeff. I go for the last last showing where everybody's like out already. I go. Doesn't for that want to one. be
0: around the kids. Jeff says. Jeff says. F them kids.
1: <laughs> no man. It's just like, you know how loud it gets, and sometimes like you're like, oh, just shut up, people. You know. Yeah. Come on, it you've is- had that experience before, right?
0: The worst is people when they get messages on the phone in the theater and you have more than one person and they keep checking the phone, they keep checking the phone. I'm like, bro, you can't watch the film because they keep taking the phone out all the time. It's like, go out of the theater, man. You know,
1: I've never, I've, I've seen people argue over that, like about that, like somebody's in front of them and they see the light and they get the light and that. But that just sparks up. I mean, that's like a brawl spark right there. I mean, you, It can get crazy, crazy. I always say the best thing to do don't say anything. Just walk away and grab a manager and then come right back. Just don't say anything. Anything like that, like in a movie setting or, 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 you know, at at the beach or at a ball game. Oh, sir, or ma'am, can you get out of the way? I need to see. Oh, you're in my way. I mean, that just, fists are about to fly. You go that route, Joe.
0: Yeah, man. But, I mean, yeah, you got to go and try to be diplomatic about it, especially if you're with family You got small children and stuff. I mean, you don't want to scare the kids, you know?
1: Oh, you're a big guy. I don't see anybody messing with you, though.
0: No, I've had to tackle somebody before one time in the theater because they were stupid. No, I I swear to God, I did. I did. I was with my family. And this is when we're watching uh, Iron Man, I think, three in the theater. And some kids were just acting weird in the theater, man. They were not kids. They were like in their 20s. And they were just going through the crowd, you know, going through every aisle. And it didn't matter if somebody was sitting down or you're standing up. They were just mowing through everybody, acting yeah, stupid. Yeah. And they had backpacks on. And the kid kind of stepped on my wife and my daughter. Oh, and I told man. him, what's your problem, dude? And he yeah, just yeah, kept, yeah. he wanted to push past me. So I got him and I threw him against the ground and I just tackled him there, held him there. And then somebody else, another dad get, got the other kid that was acting oh, stupid, man. put Here him on go. the ground. Yeah. They called. They called security and everything, manager. They came and got him out of there, and we said, we don't know what they're doing. They've just been acting stupid the whole movie. So they wanted to fuck around and find out. Well, they found out. <laughs> Joe, you
1: should be a bouncer.
0: Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't mind getting in a fight. I like fighting. I like getting hit. I thought I like you were a lover,
1: a Joe. I thought you were a lover, not a fighter.
0: No, I, I mean, I, I used to box back in my younger days, you know? What? don't mind getting punched, dude? Yeah. I'm shocked. No, I used to box, and I used to do some some kickboxing because my dad had a a yeah, friend of yeah. his that was a black belt, so we would spar with the. They had the kids sparring against each other, and mm-hmm. I was about maybe twelve, thirteen years old, fourteen years old, boxing in the backyard, kickboxing yeah, yeah. and stuff. So
1: it was fun. I enjoy it. Is 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 it is it true that you trained Mike Tyson? That's what I heard.
0: <laughs> no, no, then not not by a, a landslide. I did not have nothing to do with Tyson, dude.
1: Oh, that's right. You trained Holyfield. I forgot. That's right. Nah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't. I don't teach people to bite ears off. <laughs>
1: Hey, Holyfield didn't do that. It was Tyson.
0: Oh, I know that. I'm saying that's why I'm like I don't. I don't. I like think, what Tim
1: Gonzalez says. Jerry Gonzalez. Uh, Jerry Jones should sign Joe Garcia. Con- yeah, you could. Hey, you could protect Dak, man.
0: I don't know, man. I think protect, I might. They, they need the help
1: in the O line, man. That's where you come in.
0: Depends. And your your nickname Dak. would
1: be O line Joe Garcia. Like ah. O line.
0: <laughs> yeah, like no, you I'm, are the O line. I used to play football back in the day, dude. So I, I like I like the contact sports, Jeff. I'm not yeah. afraid.
1: So when you got drafted number one in the NFL, uh, how was it?
0: <laughs> I wish if I got drafted number one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. You wouldn't be here right now, me. man.
1: You'd be like, uh, laters, everybody.
0: Right? I'd be like, let them eat cake.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I knew. It. I mean, Mario Cavaça, I knew. It. I know you trained macho Camacho, Joe. Uh, <laughs> macho <macho-camacho. laughs>
0: It'd be fun, man, to hang out with all these people, man. One time, we're going to have to do a Spurs Twitter Uh, get together here soon, man, so we can go ahead and chill. When Jeff comes back into town, we're going to have a little meet and greet, little get together. Uh, We're not going to be eating steaks or nothing like that. We're (laughs) going to be eating the common folk food,
1: you know? Hey, it was one time I got caught, okay? One time. Don't let him lie to
0: you, man. Don't let him lie to you.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to have to bow out, Joe. I see the meter running right now. Yeah. Uh, Joe, thank you for letting me uh, fill in for Rudy today. Uh, stay tuned with Joe. Joe's going to carry you the rest of the few minutes here. Uh, also, don't forget, as Joe mentioned, next week is a brand new show. Just in general, a show. And Joe, you already teased it, saying like there's going to be a lot more fan interaction. Yeah. So um, that's a little hint there. But everybody from Zach S.A. Spurs, uh, we see Jimenez. Jimenez is making a low-key appearance right now, Joe. Did you, did you catch it?
0: Jeff has been coming back to town for about six months.
1: <laughs> Zip it, Jimenez. Zip it. it. Has been. He
0: has been coming back down to S.A. here and there. He's just low-key about it.
1: I'm very low-key about it. I, I show up to San Antonio without telling anybody. Just one day, I'm like, I'm here. That's how it usually goes. I don't tell anybody. I just, I'm here. I'm here. Amen. And then but everyone's Jeff like, is what? Jeff, very generous.
0: Jeff is very generous when he comes. He takes care of his friends, you know? That's He's true. a good friend, man, in that regard. So we give him a yeah. lot of shit about things, but we, we, we love Jeff at, at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm not leaving early to get ready for the steak, Tim Gonzalez. I got to go because I got to work. I got to. I got to make the money so I can pay some bills. That's what I got to do.
0: Exactly, man.
1: But... All right, guys, everybody. Appreciate you again. Joe's going to carry you the rest of the way, just about, about 10 more minutes. And uh, Joe and his new look show will be debuting this Monday. So, Joe, I appreciate you, buddy.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you stepping in, man. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. Take care, man. No problem. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. So, Jeff went ahead and left. Make sure you go ahead and follow Jeff at Jeff G Spurs Zone on Twitter. So, if you want to know more about Jeff, we'll go ahead and do the ad read again for him locked on Spurs is your daily Spurs podcast hosted by Jeff Garcia the lead Spurs writer for Kens 5 San Antonio Jeff has a healthy plethora of guests all the time on the locked on Spurs podcast you can also follow Jeff on threads at Jeff G Kens 5 sa you can also follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone so make sure you go ahead and give Jeff a follow not only on threads and Twitter but also on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Locked on Spurs. This is where you're going to be able to find the replay of the Locked on Spurs podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share. All right. So thank you everybody too for, for joining us today. We greatly appreciate you guys. Mario kovacs Zach S.A. Spurs. Even Mike made a quick appearance there. Thank you for interacting with us and giving Jeff a hard time. Tim Gonzalez. You know, we appreciate every single one of you guys that's interacting with us. Joshua Jimenez. You know our usual suspects. I didn't see Chris Leha in the chat today, but that's all right. David Outwater, Jacob, Jacob Eric. You know we appreciate every single one of you all who makes the the time to takes the time out here to go ahead and interact with us fools as we start uh, bringing you everything in the world of sports. And also we're gonna go ahead and do one more ad read here. We have well actually we have two more. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this one here from our girl Cynthia J. Sanchez of J Par Realty. JPAR Real Estate has been a proud sponsor of ours since day one. Check out Cynthia J. Sanchez. Her reviews can't be wrong because all of the people that she sells homes to, they give her five stars and say that she is prompt, that she is understanding, that she communicates well, that she calls back, that she answers questions correctly. And yes, they say that she is good at what she does. If you are in the market to buy a home, sell a home, whether it be a rental property, primary residence, or Airbnb, reach out to Cynthia J. Sanchez from j Real Estate. Her number is 210-273-0748. She has 16 years of experience in real estate and is a former claims adjuster with USAA, so she knows what she's looking for when she's showing you those pre-owned homes. Give Cynthia J. Sanchez a call at 210-273-0748 for all your real estate needs. Make sure you do go ahead and call Cynthia J. Sanchez. She's very good at what she does, and she is the official realtor for this Acquired Taste podcast. Make sure you reach out to her at 210-273-0748. And, you know, like we said, we do have some of the NFL action coming up this weekend, some of the games of merit here that are going to be happening uh, tomorrow, and actually today too. We have a game against the Panthers and Giants happening at 6 p.m., Tomorrow, or today, actually, you have the Panthers and Giants at 6 p.m., and you also have the Bengals and Falcons. I almost forgot about that. That one happens at 6.30 p.m. Tomorrow, Slate is going to start at noon, and you have the Jaguars and Lions. You have the Dolphins and Texans at 3, Bills and Steelers at 5.30, the Bears and the Colts at 6 p.m., Buccaneers and Jets at 6.30. You also have the Titans and Vikings going at it at 7 p.m., along with the Chiefs and Cardinals at 7 Patriots and Packers at 7, and the Broncos and 49ers at 7.30. And then the primetime games here, you got the Raiders and the Rams at 8, and then it's Brutal Pinchy Cowboys at 9 o'clock. You got the Cowboys going against the Seattle Seahawks at 9 p.m. tomorrow. So there you go. And then you also have, I forgot to mention, honorable mentions on Sunday. You have the Saints and the Chargers at 6.05. And then you have the Ravens and and the Commanders, the Washington Commanders, that's going to be happening on Monday, the 21st. That's at 7 p.m. So that's going to be your NFL preseason. That's going to be week of three three week three week of four. So we're about 23 days away from the Dallas Cowboys actually taking the field and starting their season. That's going to be exciting, too. And I want to go ahead and give a quick shout-out to one of my boys who's actually doing a, a promotion here for the con So we're going to go ahead and show that to you guys. con is going to be occurring here. September the 29th through the October 1st over at the Portland Community Center in Portland, Texas. And Portland, Texas is right smack in the middle between Corpus Christi and Rockport, Texas. So make sure you go ahead and check out KadabraCon. Uh, they're going to have a lot of guests out there. They have a lot of voice actors, a lot of power rangers that are going to be out there. So if you want to do something with the kids, you want to be near the coast and take in a really family-friendly convention, this is gonna be your spot. So make sure you take out, check out KadabraCon.com for more information and for you know, to go ahead and purchase your tickets. And we're also gonna go ahead and do one more ad read here before we start bringing this show to a close. And that's gonna be for Serenity Manor. Serenity Manor is an events venue located at 14405 Old Bandera Road across from Flores Country Store, set in a historic building that is over 100 years old. You can have a baby shower, bridal showers, quinceañeras, sweet 16s, corporate events, weddings. There's an indoor and outdoor venue with the dance floor and a sand volleyball court out in the back set under the shade of the trees and there's beautiful lighting in the evenings. Serenity Manor is a very beautiful place that is very family oriented and they have rotating Thursday nights. They have karaoke and game nights. They also have a bar that serves beer, wine and margaritas. So after a concert at Flores Country Store, you can go over Diagonal across the street, Craddy corner, grab a beer, get away from the crowd, and check out the beautiful Serenity Manor. So definitely make sure you do check out Serenity Manor. And Serenity Manor actually has some events coming up. They are going to have a vendor. Uh, they, this is the last chance for you guys to sign up to become a vendor. Uh, so make sure you go ahead and check that out on their website. You can go ahead and look to see how you can go ahead and sign up with the Market Day application there. It's your last opportunity to sign up for their market that is taking place on Saturday and Sunday, the 18th and 20th. Vendors can sell their products at a market event at the Serenity, Serenity Manor that they're going to be hosting out there. It's going to be happening this Saturday. They will be allowing the vendors to stay as late as 730 to take advantage of the concertgoers across the street. Uh, Flores Country Store is going to have a Randy, a Randy Rogers uh, concert. He's going to be performing out there. So there's going to be a good crowd that are going to be coming out in the evening. So the bar will be open until midnight. So if you want to go ahead and go across the street and grab you a little, you know, drink before you head on home, you can do that over at Serenity Manor. And again, the location of Serenity Manor is 14405 Old Bandera Road in Helotus, Texas, 78023. All right, as we have been teasing, man, we're going to have some changes coming up to the show here and (laughs) we need to go ahead and, uh, You know, full disclosure, we're going to have changes. We're going to have more ways for you to interact with us. We're going to be going live too on Twitter Spaces at the same time we're doing the show. So if you guys want to go ahead and get into the show, you know, be a part of it, we're going to go ahead and get you guys on the stage on Twitter Spaces so you can actually be like almost like calling into a radio station. We're going to have new ways for you to go ahead and uh, send messages to us. You're going to have a text function. So everybody, if you're using your phone and you can't really just, you know, be a part of the show and you're just kind of watching or listening and there's not a way for you to you know, text a message to us, well, now you can. You're going to be able to go ahead and text your your messages to us in real time. We'll display those as well. So we're going to have a lot of new things that are going to be coming up, a new name as well. So new graphics, new logo, new everything. So stay tuned for us on Monday. We'll probably tease something on Sunday to kind of go ahead and let you guys know what we've been working on. So this is going to be the last episode of the MJ Acquired Taste as we know it. But we're going to have a healthy uh, plethora of guests coming through here. You know, familiar faces like Katie Goodman. You're going to have Rudy Campos. You're going to have Jeff Garcia stepping in as well. So it's going to be the same show, just a different look, a different name. So we look forward to interacting with you guys on Monday. Take care, fellas. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you then. We're out. Peace.